Hello, a few words from the Gospel of Matthew as we begin our series of reflections based on Worship in the Wilderness by Sarah and Sam Hargraves. When Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been killed, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. It happens surprisingly frequently. I know that I have a meeting and it's somewhere else and I have to catch the tube. Throughout the rest of the day, everything's been fairly normal. I'm pretty much ready to go. But the moment I start to get ready to leave, there's a knock at the office door or the phone goes and there's something in me that just knows this isn't going to be quick and if i'm honest it can take an enormous amount of effort not to fall into the trap of being so desperate to get away to what was really important there that i'm not paying attention to the person in front of me Crises don't tend to operate to a timetable. They don't build themselves around when you're convenient. A while back I did a sermon in which I highlighted some occasions when Jesus did not do as people expected. He didn't just drop everything and respond to every single demand. Two brothers are fighting over an inheritance. One asks Jesus to help them sort it and Jesus says, no, not my job. Or Jesus has spent an evening healing all the sick in Capernaum. But next morning there's another load at the door. But Jesus is missing and the disciples come looking for him and says, yeah, let's get back. Everybody's waiting for you. And Jesus says, no, he doesn't go rushing back to Capernaum. He tells the disciples, I'm going on to the next place. And a number of people comment to me how liberating they find it to be told that it was sometimes okay to say no and that Jesus himself did it. If only it were always that simple. Because there are other occasions when you think that Jesus might have had good cause to say no, to walk away. And he doesn't choose to do so. Today's reading is one of them. The death of John the Baptist must have affected Jesus deeply. Luke tells us they were related, but there was more than that. Their lives and their ministries were intertwined. John had prepared the way for Jesus. 
But John's life was brutally cut short. He, he got on the wrong side of Herod and was imprisoned. And then as a result of a lust-fueled, drunken outburst from Herod when he had relocated his brains a few inches south of his waistband, John the Baptist got executed. I wonder if there was anyone who got Jesus quite like John the Baptist. And although I'm pretty sure Jesus was aware where his ministry would ultimately lead, perhaps there was that moment that it really brought it home to him. Because it's not long after this that Jesus starts to warn his disciples of what lies ahead of them in Jerusalem. And at first, Jesus' response seems fairly standard and healthy. He opts to take himself away by boat, get away somewhere quiet. But if peace and quiet was what he wanted, he wasn't going to get it. The crowds followed him. Now, if ever there was a moment when Jesus might have been really justified in saying, can you not just leave me alone for five minutes? This is it. He was quite reasonably out there to get away from them all. But Jesus doesn't do that. Even in the midst of his own turmoil, he makes time for them. He has compassion on them. He doesn't just rush through. He stays with them all day. And that's challenging enough. But he ain't done yet. As the day comes to an end, the disciples come to him and say, Jesus, it's getting on a bit. It's a bit remote out here. Send them packing so they can get something to eat. They think they're trying to help the crowd. But Jesus responds, can we not do something about this? I mean, surely he'd have at least been in the position to say, what? You lot came out here all this way and you didn't even think you might need food? But with Jesus, there's none of that. He just asks, okay, what have we got? And in his hands, it's enough. Besides the cross, this is one of the moments when we see Jesus at his most sacrificial. Even in the midst of his own private sorrow, when you'd, you'd have thought it perfectly reasonable for him to engage in a bit of self-care, as we call it these days. Jesus has compassion for those around him. Discipleship is rarely straightforward. It can't be reduced to do this, don't do that. Sometimes following Jesus means that you're following someone who doesn't respond the way you expect them to at the moment when you expect them to do it. There are times that he does say no when you think, is it really that hard to say yes? And there are times like this where he's perfectly within his rights not to allow others to intrude or interrupt. But he acts with compassion. Knowing when to act and when to withdraw, it takes discernment, which is part and parcel of pretty much all discipleship, I find. In fact, if we're going to be faithful to what God wants of us, it will be the thing we need the most. But it's not the only sacrifice in the story. Someone else gives up what little they have to Jesus, and it is little. Question. Faced with a crowd of 5,000 men plus women and kids, what is five loaves and two fish? 
answer in Jesus' hands enough. A small act of kindness goes a long way. Something I do try to remember. When that knock on the door or that phone call comes at the worst possible moment. Something I try to remember when I have to fill up to it. Or even when at my best, I don't think there's much I can do to help here. Because in Jesus' hands, it goes farther than I realise. Grace and peace to you.